Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Little Oracles podcast, an oracle for the everyday creative. I'm Allison Arth. So this episode is dropping July 4th, aka Independence Day here in the United States of America. And so in the spirit of this holiday, and the red, white and blue, and all the rights conferred unto me by the governing documents of this nation, I am going to conflate being on trend with this holiday, and being on brand with myself. And by that, I mean, (laughs) ACAB, among other things. Because let me be very clear, I believe that true, unbridled independence manifests in communities that cultivate curiosity, appreciate challenge, practice compassion, and welcome change. So in short, independence depends on interdependence, and creativity is at the big beating heart of all of that. And I'm going to get into that uh, in a minute. But first, here are a few of my own constitutional tenets, personal constitutional tenets, framed as encouragements for you. And my guess is that I'm preaching to the converted here. But nonetheless, after a week of really massive rights slashing on the part of two-thirds of this country's effectively unelected Supreme Court, I'm compelled to make my values very plain. So here we go. I encourage you to find out whose ancestral land you're living on and give back. I encourage you to seek out transgender voices and to really hold to heart the inalienable fact that trans rights are human rights. I encourage you to approach with compassion the immigrants, refugees, and asylum seekers who should find care, not walls, not cages, in this so-called self-styled melting pot of a country. I encourage you to think of abortion as health care because it is for the physical, the mental, and the emotional I encourage you to recognize that we are in a climate crisis right now, and it's powered by capitalism. And I encourage you, if you occupy any positions of privilege, and especially if you're white, like I am, to really sit with that privilege that has been conferred onto you because of chance traits for your entire life, the schools you've attended, the jobs you've landed, The fact that your movements aren't tracked by the security guard at the TJ Maxx because of the way you look or the way you carry yourself or the way you present on paper. It's not fun. It's not easy. It's not familiar. But that very discomfort that you're so unused to having is precisely the point because getting inured to privilege is the smoothest, slipperiest slope we can slide down. And pulling ourselves out of that ravine of really undisputed ignorance is in no way simple. But once we recognize the socio-historical, the socio-cultural power dynamics that are at play, the ones that we've been party to and, yes, perpetuated, we can start to dismantle them in ourselves and around us, too. And guess what? It's never finished. It's work that we'll all have to do in perpetuity, at least until society gets reinvented. But, you know, when have we ever been afraid 
of work or of challenge or of experimentation and mistakes and discovery and divergence of choosing that new mode or that new method or that new path. And maybe you see where I'm heading here. (laughs) Maybe you see how creative thinking, how the spirit of inquiry and the thrill of making and unmaking and forming and reforming of vision and revision is tantamount to the open mind or the open arms or whatever metaphor you want to use about considering new ideas and new approaches and really actively wholly valuing diverse experience. And the reason I think all of this is so crucial it, no, it's it's more than crucial. It's elemental. It's it's basic in the way that basalt is basic. You know what I mean? Like igneous, like rising from the center of the earth, disintegratingly hot, and then cooling on contact with the atmosphere and like never going anywhere after that. It's as real as real can be. It was, it is, and it will be. So the reason I think all of this is so important to share here and share now is because homogeneity kills. It's antithetical to biodiversity. It's the unrelenting echo chamber. It's effectively a vacuum. It's voluminous, yeah, but it's empty of matter. Because to matter requires challenge and critical review and creative thought. And yes, diversity because what does sweet mean in the absence of sour and salty and bitter how do we know what matters if all we have is sameness and let me concede here all of this is reductive because this is a short podcast okay and it's kind of metaphysical and it's a little bit hippy dippy I will grant you that but let's just cut to the chase okay I don't want to live in a world that condones only one kind of art or craft or path to knowledge or lifestyle or experience. Do you? I mean, isn't that just hella boring? (laughs) Isn't that just, you know, mundanity waiting in the wings? Isn't that just fascism? So to that end, if you're curious about being more curious and about opening yourself to an array of perspectives and experiences and by extension, literal forms and formats of creative expression, because that's an offshoot of creative biodiversity too, right? Like there's more than one way to tell a story, then welcome traveler. (laughs) You've come to the right place. I wouldn't say it's necessarily dangerous to go alone like in Zelda, but let me share some written work by folks who've been really fundamental for me in detaching some of those, you know, sociocultural blinders that I was born with. So I'd encourage you to check out essays by Miriam Kaba or Dr. Angela White Davis or speeches by Audre Lorde or read Black Boy Out of Time by Hari Ziad, which I listed among my favorite reads of 2022 back in season one, episode two, or find some auto-fictive lyric poetry by Claudia Rankin. I'm thinking specifically of her multimedia kind of genre-bending pieces in Citizen and American Lyric and Just Us in American Conversation, 
or more historical poetry by sociologist Eve L. Ewing. The collection uh, 1919 comes to mind. Really, really beautiful collection. Or listen to Tommy Pico read his long-form spoken word poem, Nature Poem. Or check out work by transgender poet Torin A. Greathouse or non-binary prose poet and essayist Sabrina Imbler. I'm going to do a little review of their latest book, How Far the Light Reaches, which is this glorious hybrid marine life survey, memoir of queer awakening and found family building. I'm going to review that at some point soon. Or you can find a copy of Whereas by Lely Long Soldier, another of my mountaintop reads from last year, and it exposes the cultural erasure implicit in the imposition of language. Or you can find Heartberries by Therese Marie Mayotte, just this mind-alteringly poetic memoir that plums the intersection of mental health care and the systemic disenfranchisement of the people of First Nations. And this is just a sprinkling, you know? There are so many more ways to experience the diversity of creative work that's out there. And, you know, if you've got recommendations for me, I would love them. Please message me on Instagram at Little Oracles. I'd love to hear about what's expanding your mind and your world and inspiring your creative biodiversity right now, too. And speaking of expanding minds and creative biodiversity, I'm really excited about July's asynchronous book club theme, which I'm calling Bonfires and Bricklayers. And I'm adding three books to the pile this month. And as always, you know, read as many or as few as you want, whenever you want, or use the theme to curate your own reading list, whatever floats your boat or tickles your fancy or burns up your s'mores, whatever they say. So The reads this month are The Flamethrowers by Rachel Kushner, a novel about a young artist in 1970s New York and Italy, kind of subsumed by a radical counterculture. Night Crawling by Leila Motley, a novel about a young Black woman who contends with the failures of the American justice system, and a book that received huge accolades last year, so I'm really looking forward to reading it. And How High We Go in the Dark by Sequoia Nagamatsu, a novel spanning hundreds of years of humanity's post-climate crisis reconstruction, featuring a cast of characters linked across time. And definitely check out Content Warnings before you pick up any of these books so you can be sure it'll be a safe and enjoyable reading experience for you. But those are the three for July, Bonfires and Bricklayers. And that's it. Thank you so much for being here, for listening to my soapbox moment, if you will. If you like what you're hearing, I invite you to share this episode with somebody or another episode too, or just the whole pod, whatever you want to do. Leave us a rating or a review. It helps the podcast grow and it puts a spring in my step too. And for that, I will thank you. You can follow along on Instagram at Little Oracles and the blog at littleoracles.com for more big book energy and creativity content. And as always, take care, keep creating, and stay divine.